0: world you're tuning to dance rhetoric podcast romanica's jam what's goody i got a very special guest with me you guys keep hearing her on like the last four or five episodes you're so dramatic no i'm not you're
1: so dramatic shay what's good how you doing shay i'm good how what, what's up? what's up what's up how you feeling what you giving today i'm giving life giving oh. sunshine what's good it was a good day now here we are at the beach twin lakes beach where me you pack rat and kai were just having a bonfire we sure
0: were having a bonfire it was awesome so shay shay is like a huge.
1: funny calling you calling me shay
0: i know it's really weird but everybody knows you as shay yeah um shay is involved in many things so many cool things in her life and She's involved in a lot of part of my life with dancing. We go way back, way, 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 way back. Um, you've been a lot involved with OTA. How has that been? What OTA. is OTA?
1: Open to all. So OTA is a weekly mini ball that happens in Brooklyn every Monday at $3 bill. Um, it reminds me of the, the old Vogue nights. And if you were in New York anytime between like their mid early two thousands, like two thousand, I think, four, fifteen, fifteen, sixteen, Vogue Nights was a mini ball that happened every week in New York, and everyone from around the world was was watching, me included. Before I moved to New York, it was, you know, mini ball because it didn't have like a theme. For each category, it wasn't like a, you know, you had to run around getting costumes. Not most of the time. It was very just like, you know, something at the top of the week every Monday. Yeah. It used to be on Tuesdays. It was moved to Wednesday. But it's usually like in the middle, early middle of the week where you just go and you vogue until five in the morning. And that was something that was happening every week for a really long time. But again, like because of the gentrification in New York and because of the lack of space that's been, you know, available to the queer LGBTQ community, um there is just there hasn't been a Vogue nights for a really long time. So, you know, New York definitely got quiet down. I think I even left for a little while. Um, and just this this July, Lego Labeja and Tim Lavin came together and said let's let's create space like we need a new we, we, need, we need space to get down and boogie every week and it not be like something so serious to where we have to get ready for a ball and it's like something that's like 8-12 hours long it's just you know a mini ball every week 5 categories and it's for the community to come together and just kind of like powwow and get down and have fun
0: and I thoroughly enjoyed myself when I came to New York was that a month ago um, and got to experience it and and then seeing it grow, too. I mean, obviously, I'm seeing it online because I'm not in New York. But seeing it grow, how is it for you seeing it grow? What's have, what have been your favorite moments of like what OTA represents?
1: Yo, OTA has a viral moment like every week. <laughs> it, it really does. Uh, so you, that commentator versus commentator. Exactly. So it's really hard to say. Um, so, yeah, OTA usually has like five categories. And like their staple categories is commentator versus commentator. Um, because, like, Beja is a commentator, and that is his what he does, and I think it's really cool that he decided to have that being one of, like, the, the consistent reoccurring categories every week, commentator versus commentator. That's always been one of my favorite categories, but also not a category you see very often until now. You see it every week, which is fucking lit. Yes. Um, my favorite moment at OTA? I would say... It was when MC Debra came and they had that, that commentator panel, that the first time ever in history, a judges panel of nothing but commentators. And, you know, MC Debra was there. And if you don't know who MC Debra is, she is someone um, who, like, you know, pioneered in commentating and passed the mic to a lot of the new commentators you see today. And she isn't able to commentate anymore. But you know, she still gets down. She came and walked like a category, did her LSS, still gets down. It's amazing. But she was there. And you know, we don't see her often anymore these days as much. So her being there and having a judge's panel of commentators, it was just magic happened. And if you haven't seen that clip, please
0: yes, go, go on to, YouTube. Yes, go
1: to OTA yes. YouTube page and please go to the commentator's commentator, the MC Deborah tribute.
0: Alright, so you were in India this year and you got to witness Fest. Yes. And being a part of that um, Bollywack. Yes. How was that?
1: Oh, it was the magic of India. It was magical. So I got the opportunity to go to India with Kumari Saraj, who is the founder and creator of Bollywack. And Bollywack is a hybrid of um, traditional Indian, Bollywood, and whacking. She created this style I don't even know when, like forever ago, but she's been doing it. Um, she's from. She was based in LA from the ways of Portland, Oregon, and um, her family is rooted in India and I believe her father is Sikh um, by the ways of the Caribbean. But um, she's been going to India. She was a part of this dance show called Dance Plus, and you know she brought this new style to India and just really pioneered um, went back to her homeland and, and brought this this art form to her country which it was amazing and beautiful to witness. I was so inspired. I was like oh my god. Girl, when I get to go to Iran. But I on the story. But yeah <laughs> so I got to go to India and it was it was fucking dope. <laughs> like it was just it was amazing. Like what can I say? Like not only just the hospitality alone mm-hmm. the people they just are so kind They they're there to help. They want to feed you. They want to take care of you. They want to just take you places and they're just—they're hungry. They're hungry for the art. They're hungry for um, what we have, and are so spoiled to have here. But um, Wack Fest was the first um, queer dance festival of India, and it was a celebration of Section I believe three seven seven, which was the um, the lift on the ban of. Uh, they criminalized homosexuality. So basically, you know, if you're caught having, you know, gay sex, then you can serve up to 10 years in prison, which I believe there's still people serving that time, even though they lifted the ban. Um, So it was the first of, you know, the first festival of its kind in India, and it was sold out, and a bunch of people came through, and it was amazing. Please go to India. Everyone should go to India.
0: When do you think you go back? Because your energy sounds like you're going to go back there.
1: Oh, no, I'm going to go back in... um in the spring actually but i'm gonna go i was in mumbai um which is the old bombay but they reclaimed their their space and they they renamed it mumbai um i was in mumbai and i'm gonna go to new delhi and i want to go to the south next time but new delhi bangalore and oh there's another city i want to go to i want to go everywhere really everywhere
0: I feel like you are going to go everywhere. I'm going to go gonna everywhere. You're going to be like, not by coastal, honey. You're going to be... <laughs> it's global. Global. What are you grateful for?
1: I'm grateful that Ballroom continues to push me to see myself mm-hmm. and have confidence and trust and, and belief in myself. That's just something from day one. From I knew when I took a Vogue class that you know it was more than just. I knew right away. Once I saw myself doing the choreography, I was like, "This is not a choreo thing. This isn't a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight thing." Though we can, though we teach it, and we can teach it as a dance form, it's not. It's not that. It's it is a method of survival, right? Mm-hmm. Vogue really taught me to just step outside of myself and see myself. And to just push myself to see myself. And it's a, and it's, it's a day-to-day challenge, girls, every day. It's like, I still struggle with it. But in those moments, it's like, I just, you know, I got to step into it and just kind of turn it on and be like, all right, I'm in my performance.
0: <laughs> I'm here. You got to stay, like, stay ready. You stay ready so you don't have to ready. get ready. I know that's Quote right. Jacques. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you totally, what I respect, is like you totally invested yourself in the culture. Like, I feel like sometimes... People will start something but not invest in the culture. Maybe they, they don't know. Or what is your advice for someone like who wants to step into ballroom or any dance of that nature? Like the route to do that? Because I feel like you are a great example of doing that.
1: Oh, thanks. that's nice. I am um, still learning, so I'm not necessarily trying to lead by example because I am still I am still learning. And I would say to continue to learn and never limit yourself and never feel like you know it all (laughs) Uh, for real because we are still learning um my advice to to someone that wants to get their foot in the door in ballroom is just it's like really get to know and take your time get to know your community and take your time don't just think of this as like I'm gonna come and fucking can enter this dance battle and try to win something, and just come in and out. And it's about the cash, about the money. No, it's about it's about the community and it's about the family. Like, really, really understand what you're stepping into. It's a sacred space. It's an honor to be there. Like, um, that goes for all dance styles. Like, really, there's a lack of attention going into the research and the history of I feel every dance style because I feel like people will come into a dance class, like a Vogue dance class, and really know nothing nothing very little and to me it's like the bare minimum is like you know what's your reference what was your point of inspiration what was your what do you know about this what did you you take the time to learn about this on your own and there's people that are like um Madonna and it's like okay you clearly didn't put in the effort like like it you know it, it doesn't I always say in the dance class it doesn't this is step three like step one is is watching the documentary step two is understanding the music and and really understanding the art form by watching and the videos and just you know studying step three come to the dance class learn yeah you can learn the elements you can learn like the basics of like this one category in ballroom but step four you know go to the ball enter the ball Mm -hmm. you know say hello (laughs) (laughs) say hello understand that it's like and again, it's for all dance styles. Like don't ever walk into a hip hop class, hip hop foundation class and not have a single clue of what you're walking into. Right. It's disrespectful, I think.
0: It is. I agree. And that's I feel that's really important for people to know. Like like I feel like that's like something that is still trying to be addressed mm-hmm. in the dance culture. So, I mean, lead I think you're great at leading by example and, and if y'all listening like <sighs> You just got to put in the work. I mean, I still do like that, doing that, too, with interviewing people. And, you know, I'm forever being a student, staying humble and being a student and being grateful for anything that you learn or mm-hmm. being educated on something and just, we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning about a lot of stuff, which I know you
1: are, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still day. learning a lot about myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with you. <laughs> starts with, yeah. It really know. does. That's a, daily, that's a daily, you know, journey. Yeah. I'm not gonna say struggle. I'm gonna say journey.
0: What's your favorite era of dance? It could be all that music. Like, what's the time like that you can go back to? Like, oh man, this feels good. Like, I love this era. Like, I miss oh, there's so this. many. Name one. Name one.
1: Even one if you it. have many. Um. That's really hard. This is a really hard question. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um, that's
0: a hard question. Shit. You can reminisce on one.
1: Uh, If I had to reminisce on one era of music... Oh, that's hard, but I would... I'm so corny for this, but I would honestly say like early 2000s. Like, Come on, 2000s. I would That's say the my boy band youth. Britney Spears. Yes. Like, oh, I fucking, I mean, for dance, no, it was, I mean, I was actually really inspired by the air, watching all like the fucking girl and boy groups like getting down. Like, I was really inspired. Oh my gosh, I was, have so many VH tapes of like recordings of all that. Actually, like J Lo's performance at the Nickelodeon Awards, like, that was one of the ones I was like most obsessed with. Ugh, that was early 2000s. the fly fly girls yes the fly girls girls. um that was my earliest memory of like wanting to move and and, like really being attracted to not just the movement but the style and like the colors and the you know it was old school hip-hop but you know at the time it was 90s it was fucking it was hella funky this shit so and like the the sequence and the the you know the high-waisted and the snatch belts it was it was fresh um that was my earliest memory being in alabama and watching uh in living color And then being and moving to California and then seeing the whole, like, the boy band, girl band, girl group era, like Destiny's Child, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, like, I was super into that. And then through that, you know, finding Gary Kendall and then, like, really then understanding, like, the root of hip-hop and, like, how it goes back to funk and, like, it just, it's way deeper than just... You know the the pop that I was experiencing at the time. It was all right. pop. It was all that pop was just like a watered down fucking hip hop.
0: <laughs> a reality check.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, I met Gary, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. it's not just Zumba. Okay, it's not Zumba. My Zumba wasn't even around back then. Ooh, girl,
0: Zumba. I want to. I always like to answer, answer random questions. What is? I already know we talked about Friday.
1: What's a dance movie that you can play over and over again? None. None? <laughs> oh, my God. Dance movie? No, that's not true. <laughs> no dance
0: movies?
1: Um,
0: they do need to make on, Okay,
1: honestly, the only dance movies I still watch to this day that I watched back then, because I saw, like, the old school, like, the step-ups and the, I don't know the fucks, yeah. um, but is a Bollywood classic like that's why I love Bollywood so much. I'm so into it. I mean, I don't whack, but like the Bollywood element. I grew up watching Bollywood classics like that shit. My dad was so into that, and we ha- we still have the DVDs. I actually want to revisit those after coming back from India. But uh, those are the only things I really still kind of watch old movies. A movie, um, Bollywood movie called Tal T A A L Tal Tal. Yes,
0: I'm gonna go back and watch that.
1: Go watch that. Y'all go watch. You'll be it too. so inspired.
0: Um. What do you see for yourself now?
1: Traveling the world, going to Iran, living in Iran, and getting down with the community out there. And so it is. And so it's, it's already, it's manifesting. No, I mean, it's, it's being planned. It's a thing. It's happening. I mean, it's been happening, but... It's just been a long, drawn-out process. Right. It wasn't the right time. And it, and at the time, I was just like, oh, my God, it didn't happen this time. But I just, I'm just i now realizing it just wasn't the right time to happen. Right. And it's happening when it's supposed to. Because I started building relationships with people back then through social media, through the Internet. And now it's like, okay, I know so many of these folks. I'm in touch with them. And, like, it's so funny because just the other day, just last night, one of them hit me up and was like... Um, you know, just like so many people do, confuse whacking and Vogue that aren't familiar, mm-hmm. especially in a country where all, they only learn stuff from the internet. They don't get to come in and out like we do, and they're not really a part of the international dance community, unfortunately, because of like the restrictions. But um, this girl hit me up and was like, "You know, um, when are you going to get out? Here? When are you going to be out here? We'd love to book you for like a whacking workshop." I'm like, "Oh, sis, so I don't whack," and you know, explaining the difference to her, and she knew that what like she knew that there was something called Vogue, but she was just confusing it like so many people do. Right. Um, And yeah, she was asking me to teach a workshop. And like, I I just want to spend like months out there, but like not just teaching. I don't want to like teach for profit at all. I actually really want to hold space for free because the way their currency is right now because of like the sanctions and like it's, it's really rough out there. And I would just solely just want to like session and share and learn and grow and just see what they're doing. And they even they just they're hungry for the for what we have here. Again, what we're so spoiled to have here. And, like, if I can just go there and smuggle my laptop and show them videos and just show them the stuff that I've just documented through the years and just you know share what I know, I just think it'd be dope they're doing fucking light feet out there, like light feet wow. that is a root like that is a New York staple dance like you don't just learn that shit like you yeah. know what I mean like they don't get to come in and out, but they've like studied it enough again, just through the internet, and they're fucking doing that like they're so hungry for again everything we just have out here. And if there's a way, I mean, I can only talk about it so much because, you know, because of the way things are. But if there's a way for me to, like, get people out there to teach, like, I'm trying to do that.
0: That's a reminder of, like, what dance is about sharing. Like, really sharing and sharing a piece of yourself. And then that's opening up them. They're finding stuff, stuff out about themselves. And then it just keeps trickling and taking out the money out of it and, like, bringing the love and fun back in the dance like money can't buy that like girl you want a whole new wave and i love that about you thank Um, you yeah y'all yo shay is out here okay (laughs) y'all gonna put some respect on her name Mm. damn it my affirmation word for you is brave
1: Mm.
0: how does that apply to you right now in your
1: life wow when I think of the first thing that came to mind was all those kids in India and how brave they are for, you, you know, coming to this festival and taking the risk and just, you know, coming out and being free and being comfortable and learning what it means to express who they are and what they are and what they believe and, you know, how they choose to live their lives. Um in a country that is is not for that at all, and they really inspired me and when I was in India, I felt like they really pushed me to see myself as well. Um, they showed me so much love and it was it was really overwhelming and it kind of made me at one point shell up and get really insecure. Like, I I don't feel like I have enough to give them. I feel like I could do more. And it was like, they made me just snap out of it so quick. Like, they just, I was so present. Mm -hmm. They made me just, you know, the love. And they they made me kind of realize it wasn't even about that. It was just the fact that we're there and someone is here to share and cares enough to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really inspired me to keep going. And that really inspired me to, like, Have the nerve to take my voguing ass to Iran and finally do what the fuck I want. I've been talking about doing for years, and I would like you know. I would say that takes courage. Um, And as much as I don't want to admit, I'm a courageous person. I am pretty fucking ambitious, and I do do some pretty crazy shit sometimes. But and I would say you have to be brave to do some of the things that I choose to dive into. But you know <clears throat> again I'm I'm learning um daily what it means to embrace myself and be comfortable in that. So thanks yeah. to ballroom I'm constantly being pushed.
0: I know it's not easy like that journey. What keeps you motivated during the times where you're like, "Oh my god, like I just I don't, I mean I don't see you giving up or anything, but like you know, Tough.
1: You your- girl, <laughs> she's lying. Hold on, I'm she's lying. It, she's lying. This girl knows me. This girl's known me for years. You've yes.
0: seen, yes. Moments, but you know
1: seen you me at my through. lowest of yeah, lowest. Yeah, but I know
0: that you pulled through because I know the I know your heart. You know they don't know your heart like I know it. I know your heart. But when you're in those moments, like what motivates you to just be through? suck it back in?
1: Combination of things. My mom. I'm alive because of her. And I really push myself and really like those breaking moments that I have, I then think about my mom and that's the okay. That's the that's the get it together. Get it together and keep get that last push to keep you going, get you through. And really the dancers in other countries that do not have the privilege. In other not even other countries, even in our neighborhoods. That do not have the privilege and do not have the resources mm-hmm. to do what we do and what we love to do and in a lot of cases, do it for work, mm-hmm. um, travel with it, you know a lot of people don't have this freedom you know to live this life to like to live and to be able to go to a dance class mm-hmm. and I've been thinking about that a lot. A lot of times, like, more recently, like, when I... I really want to get good at battling. Like, that's that's the goal of mine. I think I'm... I have a long way to go. You know, I do it. I've been doing it for a while, but I have a long way to go because it's, it's really hard. To battle, is it's really fucking hard. Um, and every time I enter a battle that, like, moment that I step aside and I meditate to myself and I have that moment to calm myself down as my body is in, like, flight or fight response, like, just going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, just anxiety! Like, survival! Survival mode, activate, right? Because you're just, like, about to have a panic attack. Like, that moments, I think about, like, um, I really just try to hone in on, like, my ancestors. No, I can, yeah. Like, just the Ooh. people... That really, paid, like my mom who brought me here to this country to live this life for, of freedom. That if I was living in, that, if in my country of Iran, how I would not be able to do what I'm doing. And how there's so many people like me there that are not able to do this. And I have this opportunity, this privilege to be here right now and to, to, like, to enter a battle and to freely express myself. Whether I look stupid or whether I look amazing or whether I fall on my ass, I'm able to do it. And that is a fucking blessing. That is a blessing. And as a privilege. And that is an honor. And that is to be honored. You must honor that. So I really think about that. That's what really keeps me going and pushes me to like be brave. Is understanding that there are people that would die to have what we have. It's an honor. It is only right to share. And to show and to express and to be free and to tell your story through movement. If that makes any sense.
0: It made all the sense. You have a brave heart. And what's the quote I keep hearing is when you share your truth, it is a gift to others.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: I am standing by that. I don't know. I forgot who told me that. But Mm. I just, I told him, I was like, yo, what was that you just said? Let me write that down. And I'm like, yo, it just pierced my soul. That was a good one. So that resonated, like, Mm. with that statement. Like, it really is a gift when you share your truth. I mean, it may be scary and shaky when you're releasing it, but man, you don't know how many people you're touching mm-hmm. You don't even know like you left you left something. You
1: know, I don't think about yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I don't think about who am I inspiring. I actually tell myself like no don't I'm not don't look at me as like your role model. I'm like not you know, I can I can give you advice and life advice, yeah. but you know, I again I'm still I've made mistakes and I think the only advice I would give is, you know, it's it's only a mistake if you didn't learn anything from it. You know, it's meant to be there if you, it's, it's meant to teach you something. It's meant to, our mistakes are meant to teach us something. Yeah. If you're making the same mistake over and over again, clearly you're not, you haven't taken that knowledge and applied it and, you know, and grown. Right. So, so it's just to like really be patient with yourself. Something that I struggle with, that we all struggle with, but be patient with You've yourself. Done. Same here. Trust the process, as Omari would always say, and just live and trust and and be true to yourself that part knowing you're
0: being in tune with yourself i do think sometimes we are distracted from like self and then when we get to like working on ourselves it's overwhelming but i think it's getting better by sharing our truth thank you guys so much for tuning in and those of you who have been continuing to tune in and watching or not watching well, listening to this podcast grow. I want to thank Shay so much for giving your time, your peace of mind, and sharing yourself, mm, with namaste, the world. Bitches. Namaste. Much success to you and your new journey.